Welcome back to the Everything Elam podcast, where we talk about life at our beautiful senior living community in Cheshire, Connecticut. Join us to discuss all things wellness, family, faith, lifelong learning, and stay in the know of all things Elam Park has to offer. Hi everyone, my name is Lauren Bedard and I'm the host of the Everything Elam podcast. We're back with a super exciting episode today uh, for the month of October in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I have two very special guests with me today. Uh, we have Meg Stobley uh, from the Susan G. Komen Foundation, as well as uh, my aunt, Heather Bignacki, who is a breast cancer survivor. Uh, so Meg, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you so much, Lauren. As you mentioned, my name is Meg Stobley. I'm the development manager for Susan G. Komen here in Connecticut. Excited to be here today to shed a little light on what Komen is and what we do and some ways to get involved and volunteer. Um, Susan G. Komen is the leading breast cancer organization dedicated to accelerating research, advocating for impactful public policies, providing comprehensive direct patient services, and advancing health equity for all of those affected by breast cancer. Our mission is to save lives by meeting the most critical needs in our communities and investing in breakthrough research to prevent and cure breast cancer. So for about 40 years now, Susan G. Komen remains at the forefront of being the only organization leading research, public policy initiatives, global education and outreach, and providing direct patient care services to make the biggest impact about a guest breast cancer. We can help reduce breast cancer deaths by 30% today by giving people access to the care and support they need right now. And that's why Komen's Patient Care Center offers direct support, financial assistance, and guidance through every step of the breast cancer journey. Despite everything we're doing, uh, nearly 44,000 people in the U.S. are expected to die of breast cancer this year. One person in the U.S. dies every 12 minutes from breast cancer. One in eight women in the U.S. will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. And black women in the U.S. are 40% more likely to die from breast cancer than white women. It's a leading cause of cancer deaths among Hispanic women in the U.S. And today there are more than 4 million breast cancer survivors and people living with breast cancer in the U.S. So how do we do it? Um, we are Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation. We are a nonprofit. We are able to fund all of this through fundraising. And our premier signature fundraising event is coming up on October 21st at Bushnell Park. It is our More Than Pink Walk. We're really excited. We have thousands of people in Bushnell Park. We're celebrating not only fundraising efforts, but celebrating our survivors and those that are thriving and living with metastatic breast cancer. So um, I know Elam Angels has a walk team that we're really excited about. Yes. And, um, and a couple of other fun things going on at Elam Park in October in support of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. Well, thank you, Meg, for sharing all of that. And uh, as you mentioned, we have our show, Always Olivia, on October 6th. We have a matinee at 2 o'clock and a, a later show at 730. 
and somebody from your team will be there that day. Yes. Um, so they'll be there to share some more information about the Susan G. Komen difference. Um, and I'll be there as well. So if you want to join our team, Elam Angels, please definitely come and, and sign up with us. Um, we have these amazing t-shirts uh, that we'll be wearing as a team. And as you mentioned, it's just such an amazing foundation. So thank you so much for all you're doing. Thank you. And uh, we we are just so excited to have our team. Um, so we're, we're really happy to partner with you all. Thank you. And as I mentioned, my Aunt Heather is here on our podcast today. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Um, Thanks for having me, War. And we mentioned on our podcast yesterday, um, and if you haven't had a chance to listen, please go listen. Um, that was with um, Annie, who is going to come October 6th. Again, that always Olivia tribute. Um, and she kind of mentioned that Olivia Newton-John obviously publicly battled breast cancer, um, but she she said that really she thrived during breast cancer. That That's what Olivia had said. And that's the best way I can describe um, what you went through with breast cancer. You just handled it so amazing. I, I, I was you. so blown away. And uh, I was younger at the time. This was 10, 11 years ago. But as a, as a kid, you were just such a mentor to me. And I, I couldn't believe how well you handled it and how strong you were. And you'll always, I'll always look up to you for that. <laughs> um, so if you just, maybe you can share with us, when did you get diagnosed? And maybe just talk a little bit about your journey. Yeah, well, I was um, I got the phone call from my uh, my doctor on the night of my son Dave's fifteenth birthday, and I was told it was it was uh, positive for cancer, and um, yeah, and that just began a long journey of. Um, yeah, just uh, getting through um, surgery, uh, bilateral mastectomy um, within a couple of months of being diagnosed. Um, uh, soon after that, it was a good five months of chemo because um, I didn't find out it was uh, stage three cancer until um, right after the surgery. So at that point, we knew chemo was uh, uh, needed. Um, after chemo, we needed to wait a few months for, um, let's see, uh, the white blood cell count to go up before we could have reconstruction. And then um, after that, it was a good five weeks of radiation. So that whole uh, journey was a good year long. And uh, little did we know what we'd be up against. But um, yeah, God really got us through. And uh, I was, um, before being diagnosed, I was uh, feeling a little down after the holidays. And uh, a friend of mine said, well, you know, why don't you get your uh, some blood work done and see what's going on? And my, um, I went to see the doctor and the um my thyroid levels were a little funky. So she said, well, you know, let's just get you on some good meds. And uh, said physical was great. But she said, before you go, let's just do a quick um, test, you know. And uh, she was the one who found the cancer. So um, I was, in a way, grateful 
you know, that I was sent to the doctor at that point because, uh, yeah. Did she do a breast exam or a mammogram? Yeah, she did a breast exam, and then within within a week, yeah, mm-hmm. we had the mammogram, and then, um, yeah, just all the other tests that would. Confirm. So you didn't discover any. I didn't discover a self exam. No, mm-hmm. and I had nursed all four kids, mm-hmm. so I thought, you know, it wasn't even on my radar. I thought right. it's foolproof. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. For whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. it was uh, it's part of my story. So, yeah. well, thank you. I know it's obviously so vulnerable to talk about, but such an important thing to talk about. So, thank you so much for sharing your story. And oh, you're welcome. Obviously, I think early detection is key. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and um, early detection through self exams at your doctor's yes. office, mammograms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a, a family history of it especially women, like at be your own advocate, start those mammograms at 35 years old rather than 40, because more and more younger women are being detected with breast cancer. So uh, Lauren, I strongly encourage you to start early because it does run in your family. Definitely. Um, but yeah, the great news is 99.9% of people that are diagnosed with breast cancer are alive five years later. Yeah. So that early detection, and we've come so far in, in health and health advancements with breast cancer and research of breast cancer. So it's just, it's truly amazing where we've come in the past, even fifteen years. Definitely, yes, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you you might have mentioned this, but you had you had recently had a baby. And Linnea was um, about a year, a year and a half old. Oh, she was two years old. Yeah. Yeah, when I discovered it. And that was a little scary because you're thinking, okay, will I live to raise her? Will I get to see her married? You know, uh, those big life events. Yeah. Will I get to see the grandkids? You know, will, will someone else have to take my place to raise my daughter? So all those Thoughts came in. Very. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but God had other plans. She's 14 today. So amazing. just started high school this past week. Oh, so so exciting. Yeah. 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 My dad always says, he says, I knew Heather was strong, but wow, she kicked cancer's butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, I had a lot of support that entire year and, and beyond. I mean, your mom and dad were amazing to me. Um, I remember them coming with uh, Ray and Uncle Ray and I to the um, my first appointment, and I think uh, yeah, Ray was pretty upset in the waiting room, mm-hmm. but your dad was right there beside him, and uh, your mom was right there beside me, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, to help me just process everything and to translate because it was hard to. It's overwhelming. Whoa. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. But um, the support that I received from friends and family mm-hmm. was just incredible. And it got me through. Definitely. It got me through. So. I remember when my my mom had mentioned we were younger at the time and she just she said i have two sisters and she said girls i just i want to tell you that Aunt heather's having a cancer scare but it's not cancer and a couple of days later we got the news that it was breast cancer mm-hmm. and my mom's a nurse so she mm-hmm. knows um 
all about the health field and and she started to cry and that was a scary sight for me to see my mom who has all of this medical knowledge just yeah. scared and i remember i i i was like there's no negativity she's fine she's going to be fine and we went to church that sunday and my cousins were up on stage leading worship and my aunt heather was next to me and singing i heard her singing and i just started to cry through the whole service and it just hit me the magnitude of of the reality of what was happening but i didn't realize in that moment we really i believe we really grew stronger as a family and and we really we started to look forward to all the time we were able to spend with you and we had bandana parties and yeah used to let us sample the kombucha you would Grow in a jar. <laughs> you were all in trying to fight this thing. Yeah. yeah. And just, again, you just, I've never seen somebody handle something with so much grace and so much strength. And we were just so proud of you. So, oh, well, thank you, Laura. Well, like I said, I couldn't have done it without you guys and uh, everyone else who just, we had a uh, church family that made meals for us and friends sending me cards and Bible verses and uh, yeah, just uh, a lot of hope. Yeah, definitely a lot of hope that got me through. So if you were able to talk with somebody who just got the news that they were diagnosed with breast cancer, what advice would you give them? Well, I'd say surround yourself with people who love you and um, and trust, trust in God, because, uh, you know, he, I, I do give him all the credit, you know, for getting me through that year. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, look for the little miracles along the way. You know, uh, that was a big detour in my life. And yet, um, right miracles were happening with the beautiful people I met at the hospital, you know, um, nurses and doctors and, um, yeah, and new friends that I would meet. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of little things, but looking for them, you know, a lot of them surprised me, little miracles that popped up, but, uh, Counting, counting them up, you know, counting those blessings really helped as well. So, definitely, yeah. And you had great care. I had great care. Right. I really okay. did. Yeah, from the breast surgeon to the oncologist to all the nurses, it was, mm-hmm. you know, even chemo day was a really nice time. I mean, it sounds crazy, but beautiful people are there to help, and uh, yeah, and to be able to spend time with the friends and family who accompanied me on those days, it really was a soft landing, you know? So, yeah. You're lucky you had that support system. I am very lucky. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. I feel very blessed because I know, yeah. And Meg, does the Susan G. Komen Foundation, do you, is there any services that you provide even for women who are currently battling breast Absolutely. cancer? Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. We have a patient care center, which is free to anyone that's going through the journey as a breast cancer patient, mm-hmm. a caretaker. Um, we have patient navigators. It, they're skilled nurses that will help you, that you're assigned to throughout your journey if yes. you don't have a dedicated support system or someone that can go with you to your appointments. Um, 
We also have financial services available. Um, we found during the pandemic that people were choosing to pay their utilities or their rent over their breast cancer medication, and that's unacceptable. Mm. So we do have financial services available. We have just, um, and not only is it in English, but we offer it in Spanish as well. So we have so many um, opportunities. And it's, if you go to Coleman.org, our patient service center is right there. Call, um, and it's a tremendous resource. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and uh, Heather, we talked a little bit earlier about how important mindset is. I think maybe not, maybe if you're, it doesn't have to be battling breast cancer, but for those who have, who have gone through struggles in life and those who face something like a new diagnosis that can be very scary. How important is mindset? I think it's everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying I've mastered, you know, <laughs> um, but I'm really working hard at getting my head in the right place and focused on uh, good things, you know, and really, um, yeah, doing my best to leave negativity behind and just believing and trusting that things are going to be okay because i think that is half the battle you know because even with diagnosis fear can come in and uh i had to be you know holding fear at bay because i didn't want it to uh do me in right you know so um yeah mindset is huge and uh, we're working on it still, even to this day. You know? Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I remember Uncle Ray had that dream about that double bicycle. <laughs> you did. You right, did. Right before. And he kind of used that as just a vision or something to look at that you really were in it together. And Yeah. He had a dream that we were both on a bicycle build for two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And picking fruit off of that vine that we were riding by and um yeah it was just r really cool how god would speak to us through dreams too him and me but that one was profound because uh you know he he was my favorite support true at all <laughs> you know he really got us through and he was there to really hold down the fort while uh i was out of commission you know whether i was too tired or feeling a little ill or through chemo. I mean, he took care of the little one and our two high school kids and Ben and uh, yeah, but it was a lot for him to do, but he, he did the best he could and he was right there alongside me. Did you get that double, that tandem bicycle at the end of your treatment? <laughs> no, but we have a picture of one uh, on our wall. Like, I'm saying, right. I would love to someday. I'm not against it. I think when he, he owes you. Well, yeah, <laughs> bike ride. He does. He did get me a beautiful bike for my 50th birthday. So, oh. yeah, and it wasn't that tandem, but someday. Someday oh. we will. Uncle Ray, if you're listening, Christmas is coming up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, yeah so I just... Like I said, you you luckily had a great support system. So I think it if, was everything to me. <laughs> when you do get diagnosed, I think just relying on those around you that can support and even people you might not expect. I think you're not going through it alone, no matter what you're facing. And even your care team can really be such a strong support for you. Yeah, 
and, and so, meeting people who've gone before, you know, who've also had it. I mean, then that, they can be a tremendous, you know, whether it is through support groups, mm-hmm. too, you know, um, people have been through it and they can help you through as well. And there's always that cliche, it takes a village. It but does. It does. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw all of the different measures you were taking, even diet changes and things. Is there anything that helped you with energy levels or anything that helped you feel better when you were going through chemo and radiation? Um, probably just doing what the doctors su- suggested. You know, um, I ate clean right. during those months. And uh, um, yeah, I didn't really feel up for much exercise <laughs> during that time, but um, it's amazing. Um, soon after uh, I finished all that treatment, and I don't know if we're ready for this part of the story yet. We are. <laughs> we are? Okay. Um, I had a friend who called me as I was finishing up radiation. I'm going to take a little sip here. <laughs> My mouth is getting dry. <laughs> and um, she was a she's a childhood friend, my good friend Sharon, and she said, you know, Heather, you've had a really crappy year. Um, would you be up for uh, celebrating, you know, after after all you've been through? Um, do you want to come to Machu Picchu with me? And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, let me call my husband. I called Ray, and uh, I said, I know this sounds crazy, but Sharon just asked me to go on this trip with her to Peru. I said, what do you think? I mean, it's a 10-day trip. And he said, well, Heather, if you don't go, I'm going to go. <laughs> so it was such a sweet reaction, you know. And um, so the months leading up to that trip, I was able to be a part of the Livestrong program at the YMCA. And for three months, they got me in shape for this amazing trip. Um, And in October of 2013, I was able to go on this amazing hike. We hiked for three days all the way. um, I think on the second day, we reached 13,000 feet and then descended back down to Machu Picchu. And uh, it was like, wow, climbing climbing Mm -hmm. a mountain. And uh, I got to do it, you know, um, to me, it was very symbolic and a beautiful way to end what could have been, you know, very scary. And, uh, and it was, it was, but um, yeah, just very thankful for that whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. I have that picture of you on top of that mountain. So I'll post that with the episode once we we get this live. But yeah, such a powerful moment. I'm sure it's almost, I think even when people get to ring that bell at the end of their Exactly, yeah. I just, that is so wild Mm -hmm. to me at the end when they get to do that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Sure does. And Meg, do you have any... um, any closing thoughts for our listeners? Any other, anything else you could recommend from the foundation? Yeah, so um, Coleman is still here in Connecticut. I represent Coleman. I live in Bristol, Connecticut with my husband and 
our empty nest. <laughs> but um, I am an open book. I'm very easy to reach. If there's any questions you have about breast cancer, please email me at mstobley, S-T-A-U-B-L-E-Y, at Komen, K-O-M-E-N, dot org. Um, happy to help you with anything, any of your breast cancer needs. Um, and of course, register for the More Than Pink Walk with Elam Angels. Definitely. Well, thank you both so much for your time today. It was thank so you great for having Thank you. Talk with you both and... I'm sure we'll hopefully have you back on another episode again. This is such great information. And thank you. Thankful, so. Thank you for raising awareness and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Yes. And for any of our listeners who have lost loved ones from breast cancer, we're so sorry. And again, we have that walk coming up. So uh, we hope you will join us on that day. Um, it's just one more thing we can do to raise awareness and continue to do so. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.